What's going on, family? TGIF. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Let me just start by saying it's been a challenging week in the world. I feel it. I imagine some of you feel it as well, but I do find solace in the world of pro wrestling. And so we're going to continue to bring you some great content here by way of the faction. Thank you so much for continuing to support all that we do. We absolutely appreciate you doing that. Thank you for following us on the socials at the faction show. If you aren't, go ahead and do that today. That'd be great. Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever it is that you're listening to us right now. Click the subscribe button. And when you do that, go ahead and rate us and leave a comment for us as well. It certainly allows others to see all that we are doing here in the faction. All right, let's jump into some action and some news. Let's start off with ratings for both NXT and AEW. Now, I think these things are important because... Because, of course, the Wednesday Night War officially ended two weeks ago with NXT winning the last battle as their NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1 made a huge impression and, of course, defeated AEW. The question is, with both shows now on separate nights, would their viewership increase? And the answer is yes. Congratulations to NXT, who this week brought in 841,000 viewers, which is up by 4% compared to last week. And that's significant because last week, of course, was the NXT episode that really rounded out WrestleMania week. It was NXT following their big takeover pay-per-view. Now the viewership continues to increase for NXT, and that's a really, really big deal. It proves that there's great value in, of course, NXT on a different night. More eyes are on the product, and at the end of the day, what does a war really mean if people aren't viewing your product? So shout out to NXT, shout out to Triple H, shout out to USA, who have all decided to make this move uh, to Tuesday nights collectively. And I think it was absolutely a great move. Now, I want to say this, too. I think it's important to understand one of the major differences between the NXT brand and AEW. And here's what I believe the collective difference is. It's not just content, but it's also options, right? Let me explain what I mean. So this week, AEW pulled in 1.1 million viewers. And believe it or not, that's actually down about 115,000 viewers from last week, right? So one would make the argument like, wow, that's really bad for AEW. But let's put this in context, shall we? So AEW's viewership on the last night of the Monday Night War was 662,000 viewers. Last week, they nearly doubled that. This week, by losing 100,000, it's still nearly double of what they did two weeks ago. So what does this mean? This means, of course, people are paying attention to both AEW and NXT. But one of the reasons that I believe AEW's viewership right now is much higher than NXT is because AEW Dynamite, by and large, number one, is their lead product in comparison, of course, to Dark and Elevation. Number two, because it's the lead product and it's the flagship product, of course, that's 
going to get more eyes than their other brands being dark and elevation. Let me also throw this other point out there, which is important. The NXT brand, its content is a third brand in what WWE is presenting. It is not presented as the flagship show. Right now, that's SmackDown. And what SmackDown brings to the table is this unique combination of in-ring action, but it leans also heavily on the entertainment aspect as well. Meanwhile, the NXT brand has traditionally been your wrestling brand, your strong style pro wrestling brand. You're going to get a lot of wrestling in NXT, a lot of in-ring action as opposed to interviews, etc., etc., etc. So with that said, it is comparing literally apples to oranges. It's not an apples to apples comparison, because if you're going to do an apples to apples comparison, it'd be comparing Dynamite as the flagship show of AEW to SmackDown, the flagship show of Raw. Do you see what I'm saying? So with that said, I think we can probably do away with the competition, do away with the comparison because they are not the same. It's just not, okay? They're going after two different fan bases. And you have to remember, again, the primary fan base for WWE isn't as intrigued by in-ring action as they are by the entertainment element. Hence the name World Wrestling Entertainment. Wrestling's in the middle. Entertainment is the last thing that you want people to get. So understanding that, that's why I won't be making those comparisons between Dynamite and NXT anymore, even though the wrestling world did it for a year and a half, but they did it because they were airing the same night, right? It's the same reason why we don't make a comparison between NXT and Impact right now, right? Two very different products, which mean different things. For Impact, it's their only broadcast. They don't have a bunch of other shows that people can access, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't compare NXT to NWA Power as well. Again, different spaces, different products. So with that said, congratulations to both NXT and AEW Dynamite for putting on fantastic shows and for bringing in eyes. One could argue perhaps they're the same people. I'm sure there's a cross-section of people who are watching NXT and AEW Dynamite, but there are also some people who are strictly devoted to NXT and won't watch AEW Dynamite. And the converse is true. that There are people who are watching AEW Dynamite that will not watch NXT. The beauty is there is room in wrestling for all of it so congratulations to both brands for staying the course presenting great content and building to future events of course the next big event coming for AEW is the blood and guts match which is going to be their version of war games it's happening at the top of May on free television I'm sure that night is going to be a big ratings move for them so excited to see what that's going to bring to the table NXT, of course, is preparing for their next takeover, which I'm imagining will happen in either May or June. We don't have dates for that yet, but their stories and their in-ring content are so good that you don't necessarily need a takeover to watch what's happening with NXT. So kudos to both NXT and AEW. I did mention the NWA, and so I want to go ahead and give you some news on NWA Power. Again, if you're unaware, you can check out NWA Power on Fight TV. 
for a $4.99 a month subscription. And when you do that, you'll have access to all of the NWA's content on Fight TV. This week, of course, some pretty intriguing things happened as uh, we saw the NWA world champion Nick Aldis get into a bit of an altercation with the former national heavyweight champion Trevor Murdoch. From there, uh, the main event that was supposed to happen between Nick Aldis and Jordan Clearwater was deemed a no contest when uh, the fellow members of Strictly Business, Chris Adonis and Tom Lattimore, attacked Trevor Murdoch. So it's very interesting. And by the way, in case you're keeping track, Chris Adonis, the former Chris Masters, is the new NWA National Heavyweight Champion. The NWA World Television Championship uh, is something that is being talked about as well as the current champion, DePope, is being approached by Tyrus, formerly known as Tyrus Smash, formerly in WWE as Funkasaurus. So, with all of that said, there's a lot of things happening. The women's division is intriguing as well as Camille continues to be a major player and her and Thunder Rosa certainly look like they'll be doing battle again sometime soon. So moves are being made in the NWA. Congratulations to them. The question now is, are you watching? And I'm curious, are you willing to pay the $4.99 a month to check out NWA Power? Are you doing it? Let me know on the socials. Before we get out of here, there was a disturbing story that happened yesterday, uh, and it all really kind of unfolded on social media. That is Mickey James, who was among those who were released last week from WWE, tweeted a picture of a garbage bag. That garbage bag, according to her, contained her remaining belongings that she had at WWE. And that is how she was sent her belongings. She made it a point to tag Vince McMahon. This caused great, great outrage from fans, but it also caused outrage from the WWE as well. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and John Laronitis all had something to say about it, and they all issued apologies to Mickey James. And Triple H informed the world that they did discover who was involved in that, and that person is no longer working for WWE. Who is that person? Mark Carano. Now, if that name doesn't ring a bell, if you at all watched Total Divas, you've seen Mark Carano on there because at one point he was the head of talent relations. He was the guy that all of the women's wrestlers would go to to ask for permission to do things. He would be involved in hiring and firing, etc., etc., etc. So Mark Carano is a pretty big deal for him to be the person responsible for sending a trash bag filled with the belongings of Mickey James to Mickey James is downright disrespectful it's somewhat shocking it's wildly condescending and it's a move that he deserved to be fired for. Now, WWE made some other quiet in-house moves last night, releasing a number of people from their talent department, including John Cone, who was a longtime referee with WWE, but he also held a senior position he was a senior manager within that department. In spite of being removed from that position, he's still a part of WWE as a referee. Now, John Laurinaitis does oversee the department, but also the talent relations director, Nicole Zioli, is no longer with WWE as well. She was there for 11 years and served as the director of talent relations since 2018. So, 
a lot of internal moves happening at WWE. I still have a lot of questions about these budget cuts that they're making because again, and again, maybe I don't know enough about the company and their inner workings, but it's a bad PR move when you have publicly signed three separate billion dollar deals over a five year period, each giving you somewhere along the lines of 200 to $268 million a year. I find it very hard to believe that nine wrestlers and some internal folks need to be released to keep things moving well. Doesn't seem to pass the smell test, dare I say. So not sure what WWE is thinking with these quote unquote budget cuts, but it's what's happening. And that is that. So go figure. Very interesting stuff. And we're learning a lot about how WWE is dealing with people. With all of that said, speaking of WWE, we've got SmackDown coming your way tonight on Fox. And of course, that is leading us to WrestleMania Backlash, which we haven't talked about the name change for that pay-per-view. That pay-per-view historically has been called Backlash. And I guess for some, the quote-unquote Backlash didn't make sense. Or my argument is that you throw the name WrestleMania in there to make the pay-per-view more attractive and to get more so with that said we have wrestlemania backlash the question is are we going to have a lot of rematches from wrestlemania if so i don't necessarily like that concept though historically that's what we've seen before uh, we've already begun seeing some of these rematches play out on raw and smackdown so it'll be interesting to see what wrestlemania backlash looks like coming your way in a few weeks but that's something that is in the works for WWE. And again, all sorts of presentations coming in the world of pro wrestling. I do want to ask this question, and I do think I may do a future hot take on this episode. And that is this. Do you believe that there's too much wrestling right now available? That might sound like a weird question, but if you think about it, pro wrestling has gone from being a syndicated situation that was available only on Saturdays to something that appears regularly on cable television with the advent of the Attitude Era. Monday nights became the place to be. Then it was expanded to Mondays and Wednesdays or Mondays and Thursdays with new content coming from WCW and the WWE. Now here we are in 2021 and you can virtually find new wrestling products hitting the market almost daily. Certainly Monday to Friday, there's a new wrestling program on, be it Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Dark, Elevation, NWA Power, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NXT UK. Yeah, you, you got what I'm saying. There's a lot of wrestling. The question is, do you think it's too much? Or do you think it's just right for us as wrestling fans? I want to hear your thoughts on that via the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Is there too much wrestling right now to consume? Let's talk about that. Have an amazing weekend. Please be safe. By all means, continue to reach out to us here at The Faction. Stay tuned because, of course, we'll be continuing to bring you great content on the socials in terms of news that you can use and the like. So until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people here